Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome back to Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and on today's show, Linda Giesecke is back to talk about European demand. Welcome, Linda. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Once again, it's a pleasure to be back. So the last two times we we spoke about COVID's impact on global oil demand, and now we're 10 months in. It's hard to imagine we're 10 months in, and we're still watching the pandemic carefully. Now, unfortunately, we continue to see some concerning trends. Yeah, the, the focus seems to have shifted back to Europe, which was the epicenter of the pandemic back in March and April. What can you tell me about the recent trends? Sure. Um, we analyzed the pandemic and its impact on oil demand in our latest Europe Watch publication that went out yesterday. So the topic is quite fresh in my mind. So let me first start with the daily number of new COVID cases. And so just as we thought or hoped that the pandemic was under control in Europe, the number of cases began to rise back, I think already in mid-July. But this trend is now really accelerating. So unfortunately, the seven-day average is well over 60 or 70,000 new cases across Europe. And that's a lot higher than it was in March and April. But fortunately, the number of deaths is not rising as fast at that fast pace yet, and it's much lower than in the spring. So I think it's closer to 700 daily deaths compared to about 4,000 early April. But regardless of that, um, this accelerating rise in cases is a cause for concern for governments for across Europe because it's, you know, we're approaching winter and that's when hospitalization rates tend to rise anyway. So governments are responding to this rise in cases by quickly reintroducing restrictions, trying to bring these infections under control again. And what does this mean for the oil market? Does this mean we might see a double dip in European oil demand? Well, there's a lot of uncertainty behind any projection when these trends are moving so quickly. And of course, a lot depends on the course of this pandemic. But at this point, we're not making major revisions to our forecast yet. And we don't expect demand to hit you know, the, the levels that it uh, hit back in April. So to put it into context, to put some numbers behind it, European demand across all products um, was about 15 million barrels per day during the fourth quarter of last year. Now it fell to 11 million barrels per day in April when these nationwide lockdowns caused transport fuels, so gasoline, diesel, and jet to plummet. And demand has partially recovered since then. And even with the current restrictions, it could still be near 14 million barrels per day during the fourth quarter. So how is it different now from back in the spring? Um, The restrictions now are more targeted than they were back in April, um, with governments using a wider variety of measures while trying to avoid the severe damage that was created to economic activity then. So governments are introducing, for example, localized lockdowns, they're issuing travel warnings, they're mandating masks, they're limiting the size of gatherings, they're closing bars, and that's just to name a few of the measures. These, the national lockdowns, such as the ones that we saw in April, are seen almost as a last resort. So now, I'm not saying that mobility is not affected. See, so these current measures are certainly affecting mobility. And in some cases, it may not be the measures themselves, but it could be people changing their behavior because of the rise in cases. Um, so to put some numbers behind these trends, we've seen Europe's mobility index edge lower from about 120 in late July to 100 now. Wow, that may sound like a lot. In April, it was down to 40. 
but couldn't this be a matter of time? Well, it's it's hard to tell at this point, and the next few weeks will be key. But there's another thing I wanted to point out, and that's that um, the national lockdowns that occurred across most European countries in April, um, they, were, they occurred across most countries. This time, though, the measures are less uniform across Europe, and that's because the resurgence in cases is not uniform across Europe. So Spain, France, and the UK have been hit hard again. And the cases are rising in cities. So France is issuing an alert for Paris and Spain is putting you know, parts of Madrid under lockdown. The UK is one to watch and there are other hotspots across Europe such as Belgium and the Czech Republic. But Italy and Germany, for example, seem to be managing well in comparison, at least for now. So that means that the impact on mobility has been different. So Italy and Germany are not declining as much as Spain and France, for example. And you mentioned mobility. How does that link to demand? Our mobility indices, they pulled together real-time daily data from Google and from Apple, and they're really handy in assessing current demand. So we've looked back a few months, and we've seen good consistency between mobility and gasoline demand. So we're using this mobility information to, get, to gauge gasoline demand at the moment. And on a related note, we also have up-to-date reports on the number of flights occurring in Europe. So that also helps us in assessing how jet fuel demand has been impacted by these measures and how it's going to be trending forward. Um, the number of flights across major European countries is still down, I think about 60% compared to a year ago. So it's better than that 90% decline that we had in April, May, and June, but the recovery that we've seen has effectively stalled. Now you also mentioned gasoline and jet fuel. What about the other products? So I think we said this in previous podcasts. It's transport fuels that have been hard hit and the others have been hit less so. But even within transport fuels, not all fuels are under the same pressure. So we spoke about gasoline, we spoke about jet fuel, and that leaves primarily diesel. So quite a bit of diesel is used by passenger cars in Europe, but a large portion is used in trucking, so it's linked to freight. And this tends to be affected less directly by lockdowns or other containment measures. And it's more closely linked to the overall economy. So what I've looked at here is Germany because it serves just as a good example. They have the data um, and their, their daily mobility index um, for truck tonnage seems to have remained relatively constant in recent weeks, even as their mobility measure has come down. So if we pull all of this together, so we've taken into account the restrictions that are being introduced recently, and we've taken into account where they're being introduced and what products are being affected. So in total, we believe that the resurgence in cases will cause demand to stall or slip, but we're not at this point expecting a major decline during the fourth quarter. Okay, so last question for you. What fuels should we be watching in Europe? Okay, the first one, the obvious one is jet fuel demand, and that's the case in all regions, and that's going to be the slowest fuel to recover. To put this in perspective for Europe, we estimate that jet fuel demand will have dropped 700,000 barrels per day this year on an annual basis. And next year, we expect it to only grow about 300,000 barrels per day annually, as that recovery in international travel will be delayed until the pandemic is contained. The second product, it's really diesel. And that's because Europe accounts for a good portion of global demand. So that makes Europe a key region to watch. 
Well, as always, thank you, Linda. Uh, we look forward to having you back again in the near future. Sure, Jake. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.